Welcome to Denton North Church, y'all. How's it going? Um, my name's Austin, and yeah, we're glad to see you all here. Thank you. Um, we only have one announcement, I believe, and it is the Spring Showcase. Um, okay, yeah. The, yeah, it is a, a gathering of talented individuals. It's not just like, a, oh, okay, a little fundraiser, come on. Um, but it's something that's fun to do. There's going to be an art show, a lot of talented people in our community um, as well, where you can buy art and put it up in your house or give it to someone else um, that they can put in their house. And uh, it will help students going to Sikkim. And Sikkim is a great place to be. It is... Um, <laughs> Um, basically, it's a training uh, that allows you to gain a lot of leadership skills that they have you uh, people can use in everyday life. I went, I loved it, got to go to Seattle and Bellingham, Washington, beautiful areas, um, and uh, just to help raise money for that. So, uh, yeah, please go if, and raise your hand if you're selling tickets. Anyone? Anyone? And they are buy tickets from them. Uh, there's a VIP tickets as well. I don't know much about that, but they are available. They can only be got online, though. And um, I believe that's it. And we do have the offering basket. We're going to pass around. And, yeah, thanks for coming, y'all. All right. I will be calling out some of the people who I noticed didn't applaud when I was introduced. <laughs> I know who you are. Okay. Now, I noticed, you, you notice things when you come to a group. If you get here early, you can see what's going on. So I had something prepared. I'm still going to do part, part of that. But you gave me some messages, too, when I came in. I noticed the college section or the black people section has moved. It was over here, and now it's okay. The two guys who were dancing with each other, would you come right here, please? Come on up, come on up. Come on up. Come on up. Just stand, face the audience there. Jiminy Christmas, what kind of church is this? <laughs> okay, have a seat, have a seat. <laughs> I like it. I love this, this group. I mean, I love you guys. Look how I'm dressed. And I know how you dress, like you dressed. I don't care. This is how I dress. And you perfectly accept me for that. But I noticed some of you have a problem with my skin color. I saw that. Willie is here. Now you know Willie. Some of you did that kind of thing. Okay, I'm lying. All right. So here's what I want to share with you now. Oh, I got to turn this time on to make sure. Uh, we all like music. I think everybody does. Some form of music. And it does different things for us when we hear it. it some, some of it's emotional. We, uh, we can move to it, or we just like the sound of it. It relaxes, just different stuff. So I want to share with you two songs written by two different ethnicity, ethnic groups. And I like both of them. I don't know why I should present that to you today. I don't care. I like it. I want to do it. So I've learned in doing these kinds of things, somebody out there will appreciate it and it will help them with something or just make them think or relax them or something. And I know it. So 
that's what I want to do. It does it for me. The first one is informational, same song, same words. It's just I sit there and I listen to it, and it just gives me information about myself and what I want to do and what I'm about. The other one's emotional. White group, information. Black group, emotion. Just works for me. Please. Don't do that again. Uh, uh, (laughs) Yes, I'm weird. I know my wife tells me daily. Anyway, listen to them both. Let's see what they might do for you. Play the first song, please. Second artist or group. Put your worship right there in this moment.
say to a group, to you as a group, that there are two groups in here. The saved, and what that means is the Bible says God's coming back and he's going to save people from the destruction of hell. And the way you get 
into the saved group, the Bible teaches, is you have to ask. John 6, 3.16 is a verse in the Bible that says, you ask to be in that group. But what I found is, it's like you know the Cowboys play in Dallas. That's where the lost, that's what describes the lost. They know of this supposedly saving situation, or maybe they don't know about it. But they're not part of the team, so they get none of the benefits for being a cowboy, like paid, get out and play, and things like that. They just know they're there. Some of you are in that group. You know about Jesus Christ, but you haven't joined the team. And this is coming from me, from what I think God means, means by that. Remember, it's coming from me. It's my interpretation. You have to figure out things for yourself. When I joined the team, in my mind, now I know that was the Holy Spirit said to me, you have to give up this one thing. I know what it was. I know what he asked me. Well, here, you're college people. You probably know about more of this than I do. Sex. You have to give up unmarital sex. That was my thing. I said, no, I ain't doing it. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I don't care. I ain't. Until he said it three times. And the third time I got his, his drill. He said, hey, don't you know I created everything? I can give you some stuff you'll forget about real quick. And then you'll forget about everything. Now, are you going to give that up? And I did in 1968. So I'm in the group, according to the Bible, as far as I know, that's going to be saved. What I'm going to share with you from this point on is for the people who are saved. If you're not saved, the only message you need to hear is you need to get saved. If you want to get to this place where I think we're coming, you have to ask God to save you. Now, if you're like me, he's going to say, yeah, okay, we're going to do that. You know what you have to give up? And he'll say to you, this is what you have to give up. Now, that doesn't mean you change all of a sudden. You just have to say, I'm committed. I want to give that up. Okay, now we've got the housekeeping situation <laughs> situated, and you know which group you're in. I'm going to say, okay, move to the group that you belong. These are the lost, and these are not. So, oh, we already separated? <laughs> I'm sorry. You know what I'm going to tell jokes like this? It's offensive to some. <laughs> and I never know when it's offensive and when it's not. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Comedians don't. We don't know why sensitivity to that, that area is, is not very good. For instance, I told my kid, Gerard, he's a city councilman here. He said, because, and he overruled me at the city council. And he said, Dad, you're out of order. He was just joking, but I didn't take it as a funny joke. And so, so I said to him, I said, you know, when you were seven, I should have pushed you out of that moving car. Well, he didn't. <laughs> He didn't know. <laughs> he didn't think that was funny. So anyway, like I say, comedians, we don't, we don't know. My wife said to me, do you like what I have on today? Now look, guys, if you're not already there, you have to be very careful after what you say after that statement. Do you like what I have on today? I learned the hard way. And I, I got a good answer. I didn't want to lie. I wasn't going to lie. So I said, you know, I, I kind of like you in anything you wear. 
smooth, boy, I got out of that one real fast. Anyway, okay, so now you're the saved group. That's who I'm talking to. You need, to, you, you, you're, we're all like babies at one year old. We're growing, we're, we're, we're starting to grow. We don't see how we're grown from one to two, but your body kind of grows and you, uh, you, you start to be able to do things, and, but we don't see it, it's a miracle. It actually, you're doing that now, you're growing right now. In the Christian life, you do the same thing. You are growing. You are somewhere right now dealing with some things and you are getting ready to, and you are growing. You're going to move to the next step. Here's what I mean by that. You, you, you can be told, go use the body. And bless your heart, you really want to. You don't really, I don't know what babies go through. It was such a long time ago when I experienced that, but go to the potty. Well, but your expectations are they will try and that they might not make it and you, you change them and whatever. I think Christianity is like that. You are growing. So I'm going to share with you some things. I want you to hear what I say. The Holy Spirit, which is something that will talk to you in your head. There's another spirit that a lot of you listen to. Do it, do it, just do it. And you don't listen to that one. But you got to know which is, which is speaking. So I'm going to say some things to you, take from it what you think God's saying to you, and then try your best to apply it. If it doesn't apply to you, I can't speak for all of you. I don't know you, you know, and I don't want to know you. You got too much stuff going on. It's that, that aura around you. I don't want to know you. Good luck with that. Anyway, so I'm going to share some things with you. I want to try to pick, you want you to pick from it what's going to really help you move from potty training to be able to handle things a little bit more difficult. Now, let me tell you some keys I found. Again, this is me. There are three things that help you determine which voice you're, you're hearing. The one from Satan or the one from God. There are three things you can do to help you really hear for at least a while so you can get your bearing which voice you're hearing. You can do these three things. According to me, read your manual. You don't have to understand it right there. It's not like a history book. It's a manual. It shows you how to put things together. What's the manual? The Bible. Which version? Just any of them that doesn't say Satan's God. And <laughs> read it. Now, you're not going to understand everything, but you read it regularly. What's regularly? Whatever God in your brain has told you is regular. When? How? When? I don't know. Just get into it. Remember, these are three things you do to figure out which voice you're hearing. And by the way, here's the, 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 the things that you get into that you need to know which voice because it's not clear. Should you move to Dallas or not? There's no clear cut answer for that as to which one God wants you to do? What's in Dallas? What? You don't know. But you want to know. Read your manual. Secondly, talk to him regularly. And don't get holy and Christian. And you, ah, you, oh, Heavenly Father, on this great day that you've given us, please bless us in the name of God. God, 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 God. Heavenly Father, what is that? 
That's gib, according to me, gibberish. Here's what I think God means, according to me. What's on your mind? Joker cut me off right there when I was driving my car. People think I'm crazy. Well, I'm kind of. Anyway, people, because I talked to myself in the car. Man, this guy cut me off. Who am I talking to? God. What is prayer? Talking to God. So do it regularly. Some of you might have noticed me and didn't tell me that you noticed me. I see you looking at me. God said to me, I think it was God. When you go to the store and you are going in to buy something, take a buggy with you, a shopping cart with you. Like, this is crazy. What does that got to do with helping the world find out who you are? Take the, book, the buggy in with you. So I did it several times, and then I figured out what he says. What happens when you grab hold of the buggy? I start thinking, why am I holding this buggy? Why am I taking it back in? Because God told me. Who are you talking to? I said, you. Every time I get the buggy, I talk to God. Every time. I'm talking and thinking about him. That's what I think prayer is. You do something that causes, fasting is supposedly for that, what that's for. When you're hungry, think, well, I'm hungry, I'm supposed to pray. No, 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 no. Third thing. First, manual. Second, talk to God all the time. Third is what I'm observing today. Have honest fellowship with one e each other. Have honest fellowship. You come to a place where the people in general believe in what you believe, and you get around them. You hang around them. Honest fellowship. Here's the honest part of that. God said, do what I tell you when you're in the group and socialize with them. Do what I tell you. It'll be in your head. He'll tell you. For instance, who is the young man here who told me their grandparent died a week ago? Stand up, please. How many of you knew he lost his grandparent and he was close to that parent? How many of you knew? Look at the hands. Thank you. More of you should have known. That's that honest fellowship. God talks to you all the time in, in this group. He says, do not sit there with your group that you like, the people that you like. Sit over here. He'll say that in your brain. You say, ah, that must be uh, Oldtimer's degrees, <laughs> degrees gear or something. No, he's saying that. Look at that person standing over there by themselves. Go over there and just stand. Read your manual, talk to him all the time, have honest fellowship. Now, I shared all that to say what I'm going to say today about this social climate and how God expects us to operate in that set setting. Again, hear what I say, and then you pick from that as you listen what God is telling you to do. You're an infant. You're trying to grow. You're trying to be obedient to God. All he wants you to do right now is the part he's telling you right now. So, would you put up James, uh, James the second chapter, and I'm going to talk about 
what I think you should be going through now. And I want you to read aloud aloud like you normally do, and you don't have to stand up. Where does that come from? Well, I'm sorry. (laughs) You Christian people just, ugh. Can't you read sitting down? Can't you hear sitting down? What is the, oh, Lord, oh, Heavenly Father. He sees you. He knows exactly what you're thinking. Why do we have to read this? Yeah, okay, here we go. All right, read that. Wait, let me see which part. Dear friends, on the public opinion and influence. Yes, read that, please. Stop right there for a second. I'm finding with God with me and where I am right now. He said, I'm tired of you faking. You are a faker. Now, here's how I come up with that. I look at you and say, you are fakers. He said, see them? See how when you point the finger? See, see how many is coming back at you? He says, you said God here in my brain. You're a faker. How do you mean I'm a faker? What are you talking about? He says, do as I tell you. What are some of the things you struggle with? Me. Greed. How much is enough money for someone who's greedy? A little bit more. That's what's enough. But I didn't think I was that bad until he showed me. I was cleaning the house and uh, I, uh, I had some other workers with me, and I spotted some money on the ground. And I wanted to get the, the workers out of there as quickly as I could. $100 bill, a $50 bill. I saved them. So I rushed them out of there, and so the, the money was under the bed. So he said, I said, okay, yeah, 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 y'all go to the other room in there, and I'll, I'll take care of this right here, right here. <laughs> I'm rich and ain't got that money. And then God says, see, you're greedy. How did he show me I was greedy? It was fake money. <laughs> <laughs> that damn thing wasn't real. What kind of sense of humor? I think God's just rude, you know? And he says, gotcha. Now, he said, aren't you greedy? I said, well, okay, sometimes. <laughs> I'm not worth two cents. And then the other thing he showed me, he said, I said, well, people are just selfish. You again. They just do whatever they want. He said, you, you are too. I'm going to cut the rest of these darn things. things out. <laughs> anyway, I was at the store, pushed my buggy in, talked to God all the way in like I do. Left out of Sam's without paying for an item. I didn't do it on purpose. That's not the lesson. <laughs> the, les- the lesson is what do you do after you discovered you did it? That's the lesson. Let me tell you who Jesus is, just in case y'all don't know. He sees everything, He knows everything. 
before it even happens. Here is the item in question. You are a thief. It was down behind something. You scan your own groceries at Sam's. And it was down by something and I didn't see it. And until I went outside and I thought, did I pay for that? I don't think I paid for that. Here's the lesson. Who is God? All-knowing, all-seeing, all-everything. Remember, I'm an infant. I'm growing. <laughs> what are you going to do now? That's the lesson. I said, none of you were there, by the way, and you didn't see me, so you don't know. <laughs> I'll take care of it later. Got in my car and went home. But I did plan to take care of it later. I finally did. Went by and took care of it later. Because I figured out who God was. He knows everything. Sure enough, on my little bill, I did pay for it. And that's, but the lesson is, what are you going to do now after you figure out you've done it? So I'm saying to you, you're like the person when they come in here and you put someone on the back seat. You, not you. I'm the kind of person who, although I don't put you on the back, I view you as that you should be on the back. Or not only that, you shouldn't be here. And it's in my heart. Know it. God knows. And that's me. Look at the second part of this, the, this verse, the, the next portion. Read that. All right, stop right there. Homeless person over here at the Civic Center was out there where they sit, and, and uh, I just got too fussing, and I said, you, you, we're not going to help you because you make such a big mess on a place that they had, they had made a mess in the city grounds. And we're not going to help you. You need to do what you're supposed to do. Now, God's working on me, infant, trying to learn how to go to the restroom uh, by myself and clean myself. Uh, he's working on me. He said, there was one lady there with a baby, which was about five years old, and they were both homeless. He said, give them 50, I mean, five, 50, Lord, help me. <laughs> I'd be, be in heaven right now. Give them $5. At $5, I said, no, hey, man, I shoot, I made mine, they need to make theirs. I ain't giving them nothing. Second time. Give them $5. I said, no. <laughs> I ain't giving them $5. I wound up giving them $20. And I knew it was what God wanted me to do. Who owns this whole world we in and can give me whatever he wants to and it would be way more than $20. I finally got figured it out. Gave that woman $20. She started getting all holy and emotional. And I thought, Pfft. Okay, all right. I knew I was mad at God for giving up my $20 to that person. So I just went on. Point. Quit doing that. It doesn't mean that you say, no, don't sit there. It means in your mind, you know you're saying, don't sit there. Remember, I'm telling you what I go through. You listen to it. If something resonates with you, then you start getting busy working on it. Next part of the verse.
Hold it and leave that right there. I don't know about you, but I have a hard problem with that. Love others as you love yourself. And that's not bad until he says, because then I said, who should I love? That, that same verse that says, who is my brother? I start picking and choosing. Then I say, see, I'm doing good over here. And I'm doing, no. I have a feud with the county government here in Denton. I don't like them. <laughs> that judge who was up there who just left hated her. Let me define hate. This is me, and I know who God is, and I know he knows me, and there's no need me telling you something to act like I don't have. I'm not telling you the truth. Here's the deal. I would not pray for that woman. Now, you listen to what I'm saying because you might find yourself that way when you're driving your car and somebody cuts you off. I would not pray for her. I didn't want her to go to heaven. I didn't want her to be saved. God said, mm -mm. I'm here to save everybody. You get that fixed. And I couldn't do it. I said, you got to help me. He did. He just, we went through this procedure and he helped me to see how I was just like her. Ooh. And then I saw it. And then, then, but that wasn't enough. He said, in front of her and the rest of the commissioners, tell them what you just figured out. I looked like a fool. Felt like one, but I knew it was the will of God, and he blessed me when I did it. I said, I wouldn't pray for you. The commissioner Mitchell gasped, because she's real religious, and she, oh, you would pray for me? Like, no, I wouldn't pray for you. Uh, <laughs> so I said, that's true. That's right. I wouldn't. And then I told him, but then God said, now, pray for them now. And it's between you and me, God said. And I know when you're sincere. And I was sincere. God, please forgive me for what I've done. And I hope that these people find what I have found because I know you're the thing that, that, that we all should be seeking. Fixed it. So that's the end of that talk, this whole talk. I want to share with you one other thing. And then I'll open it up for questions just for a few minutes. If you want to get involved politically... I want you to join me in trying to bring recognition to the slave cemetery that's in Pilot Point. Men were lynched, and they, they have never been recognized for their having life. They were lynched. They never found the bodies, nothing. So we're working on an effort to try to memorialize those guys, and I want you to, whoever wants to, to see me afterwards and get, get, let me give you contact information and you help, help me with that, that, that cause. Remember, just in your head, you think what you should do, not what I'm telling you to do. All right, questions about anything that I said, any comments, I'll deal with them. Anyone? Always this is moment of silence. Should I raise my hand? It's a white hand. I don't know about you. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You know, just put your elbow up. Just something. You have a, you have a comment or a, a question. They're not. What he's talking about is instead of taking the memorial down, put something on the side and give information about it. That was a rouge. That was a lie. They haven't done a thing. They're not going to do anything because people aren't doing anything. They just don't. So nothing.
Someone else. Dancers? Any? No? Mm, mm. Uh, there are five commissioners, and one of them was Commissioner Marchant. He, he broke down. He, he broke down. The next meeting. I've been doing this since 1990. Since yeah, 19, 1999. Been fighting. He's seen me change from one extreme to the other. And he knew. He's a Christian trying, struggling like me. He broke down. The next meeting, he said, Will, I've been praying for you. I prayed all weekend for you. I believed him because God was working on me all weekend. And he said, uh, they sang this song at church, uh, Chains Being Broken. He said, that's you and I. My chains are I need to be forgiven and do what you say. Saying this aloud in front of the rest of the people. Then I said, I know exactly what you're talking about, and I got changed too. And the next meeting, I brought that song there, Chains Broken. So Marchant gets it. Mitchell's religious, according to me. She's religious. So I don't Young people, question? Yes. Right. Two things on that. My pastor said, have you prayed for Donald Trump? Now, when I talk to God about someone, I'm going to mean it or I'm not going to do it. So the change is, I said, oh, man, I haven't prayed for him. I've talked about him, but I have not prayed, generally prayed for him. Answer your question. How does it change knowing that Jesus did accepted me the way I was and am. I prayed for him. I no longer bash him. I don't agree with him, but I don't bash him like I did. Now, the other thing is, people do things that I don't agree with and I don't like it. How does it change? Once I figured out that God accepts me just like I am and how I was, and in 1968 and 69, I did something that was really bad. And if I told you about it, you could no longer listen at what I'm talking about. You would only be thinking about that. Guess what I know? So have you. You got a 68 and a 69. Maybe you got a 2019. But uh, <laughs> we all have them. So what in Romans, what I found since God loved me in 69 and 68, and he did, and he does, I need to, to do the same thing with you. Here's the other thing he did. He said, now, you, you, you're looking at, oh, it's my grandkids. Y'all got any grandkids? Any grandkids? Thank God you don't have grandkids because <laughs> they're alive and they move around all the time and they ask questions. So he said, you need to start looking at people as though you were younger, your younger you, then judge your grandkids. Grandpa, I need some more money. My car ain't working. Grandpa, I need some more money. My car ain't working. Grandpa, ah! 
<laughs> I'm back at seven years, seven years old, car moves about 35 miles an hour. <laughs> so to answer your question, I stopped looking at people like I'm better. Like I've got it fixed. I just looked at them like, hey, we're all humans, we're trying. Any other questions? Before I take my seat and decide if I'm going to pray for you. <laughs> that was bad, wasn't it? <laughs> it was the truth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Drop some of your money. That's right, that $50 bill. All right. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Lord God, thank you so much for uh, the years of work and effort and growth that, uh, that you uh, have given Willie and uh, for him being able to share that with us today. I thank you for, God, the fact that you really do see um, through our lies and dishonesty and all the junk that we um, portray and put forward to try to confuse others and confuse you about who we really are. But you are a God uh, even of our enemies, of us when we were enemies to you. And you let your sun shine on both the good and the wicked and we just celebrate that, that in Jesus we see someone who was a fair judge, um, cared about people, saw people who no one else saw, spent his time and effort and energy around people who uh, society had already given up on, even treated his oppressors with respect and dignity, um, knowing that they uh, would do him harm. God, give us that attitude. It seems impossible most days. And so as we just celebrate you and the sacrifice that you were willing to make, give us that same spirit and that, uh, that same strength and the will to do uh, uh, what we know we ought to do in terms of treating people uh, and in terms of our enemies, particularly in a society where uh, we feel very enabled and, and uh, empowered to, to conquer our enemies and to... Uh, to immediately write them off. We love you, Lord. Amen. Thanks for joining us for our sermon podcast. We would love for you to join us on Sunday morning or in one of our small groups during the week. And you can get more information about that at DentonNorthChurch.com.